This is One Ogden. I'm John Miles. Cody and Cleesh are a couple of hot boys that make dance music. They combine digital and analog instruments to create a unique sound and a more performative live experience. You can see them perform their debut show this Saturday the 29th at Kamikazes, and this episode is explicit. What's that fucking place called? Spiral Jetty? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we are going to go do a photo shoot out there. Yeah, but, I don't think but, I've been. But then winter happened. It's pretty cool. Like, especially if you go during sunset, like, it's really pretty. It's just you have to wear boots that you're okay with getting covered in mud because yeah. they're going to get ruined for oh, sure. I can wear my white shoes, dude. What am I supposed to do, dude? You don't have any other shoes other than your white shoes. <laughs> so fun fact about him, he wears those every single day. And those same ones? 30 pairs of them. Yeah, nice. I just I just like them. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> they're like, they're Target shoes, so they're like $12. So like, I just fucking trash them and throw them away and just mm. buy new ones. And it's like, I'm sure it's super bad for the environment, mm. but you know. I don't know. <laughs> I've legitimately never seen you wear a shoe other than that. You should approach... Target, get them called the cliche. Right? <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's talk about uh, like how long have you guys been making music together? Um, coming up on a year, as when, of June. When was that first single released? June thirtieth. Yeah, June thirtieth. <laughs> yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. End of June. Uh huh. You're like, let's start making some music, and you release a track like right away. Yeah. So I have known him for like a couple years before that, and then we have a lot of mutual friends and everything like that, and then we started hanging out more so outside of work because that was how we met. And then I was just like, hey, do you want to make music? Like, I write songs and stuff. And then I kind of showed him some of my stuff. And then... And so, had you heard his other stuff? Yeah. No, absolutely. I had known his other stuff before I even, like, met him, which oh. was funny. And, like, James and stuff, too. Like, I'd come to your guys' concerts a bunch of times, and I'd never actually met you guys. And I was like... Dog, I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. And so were you always writing, like, this kind of stuff, like electronic music, or...? No, not at all. Like primarily i would write like acoustic singer songwriter stuff um but then i always wanted to like dive into that type of music um just because i've always liked it so um it just kind of worked out perfectly and so do you play instruments Mm -hmm. so i play guitar um on all of our tracks and then play a bit of keys it kind of depends usually come up with like some sort of lead on the keys dabble in drums not very well we have like a drum pad set up that we're going to use for our live shows oh, okay. so i'll be doing that and then like maybe some bass but and so like you cleese you like has your stuff been a lot of that instrumentation before or was that kind of a new element for you definitely a new element so like i mean i was i was definitely very drawn to electronic music when i first started making music i mean obviously my other areas of focus are hip-hop but like uh, I've always wanted to make electronic music and I've always like tried and just kind of like kept things in the hard drive and never, never really put them out. So when Cody was like, yo, let's make some music together. I mean, there, there was a lot of conversations. So we went through like initially, like what type of music we wanted to make first. It was like shit like Joji, but then he like turned me on to like Rufus the soul and like Bob Moses, who's like, you know, male vocalist, electronic dance music. And I was like, Oh, I love this. I love dance music. I've always wanted to make this. Let's, Let's give that a shot. So yeah, it was it was kind of like a dream realized. And so then, how does it start? You guys say let's write some songs, and like, are you guys doing the the first part of it? You know, the original creation. Is that both of you? I think it depends on the song. Um, some were like he came up with like a full track of you know things that he wanted to do with like you know drum patterns and leads and everything like that. 
Um, and then sometimes I would just come with like a full melody that I wrote on the piano and like already have the lyrics and everything baked into it. So it is definitely like both of us. Like, so you both kind of had pre-existing stuff and then you just started mashing it up a little? Yeah, I had yeah. so many like scrapped dance tracks where I like I would like certain elements of them where like, oh, this drum pattern is super cool or like this bass line is really cool. But like, oh, this lead is shit. Like I need like help like with a better melody or something mm-hmm. like that. So like old music that I had that I really wanted to like kind of recycle in a way, like it was super easy because Cody is just like a genius on the melodies. So oh. I'd be like, yo, you know, <laughs> write, write a cool melody for this song that's otherwise kind of trash. But yeah, like Cody said, it's we, we both uh, write stuff. Yeah. <laughs> write stuff. Yeah. 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 Different elements of each song. Uh, yeah. 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 Talk about the melodies for a minute. Like, did you have pre-existing melodies that went well with an acoustic guitar that you then tried to put to electronic music? And like, was there changes you had to make? And I pretty much wrote all of them from scratch. Like, I didn't want to use a lot of the stuff that I used to make just because... That's how we're different. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, I wanted like anything new that I would write for Suda to be like brand new. You know, something that I actually am feeling like in a personal level like right now as opposed to like personal songs I would write from back then that I don't necessarily connect with anymore oh, yeah. a lot of it was just like coming up with new stuff that maybe had some tweaks that were similar to like the old stuff yeah yeah because I would guess even like lyrical patterns and stuff that you just you don't yeah. want the same thing as you would have exactly pretty much all of that was brand new was there a question at first as to whether it was going to be electronic music or like dance music or was that kind of always I knew it was going to be dance music, or I knew it was going to be like electronic of sorts. I mean, there's just millions of different like subgenres of dance music, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't really like decide on like this specific uh, like subgenre of dance music because like the very first song we made, "Simple Things," it's like it's kind of like a slower jam. It's like 110 mm-hmm. BPM or something like that. It's a little bit more like groovy. It's not necessarily like quote unquote like house music, house or like techno, which is like what we have been making. And uh, I think it was just like what I wanted to be like a marriage of like the dance music side of things that I've always wanted to make, but also like something a little bit like poppier and Mm -hmm. like something a little bit more like, I don't know, I guess you'd say like digestible. Well, yeah, I was wondering that, like, I'm not super familiar with electronic music. So like, is there a different word for the genre of like that? I I noticed that like that song is like a, I kind of work to it or something. I wouldn't necessarily see myself at a club with it. So is that a different genre? If I were to, like, blanket it under, like, one, like, all of Suda, it's, like, I would say, like, melodic house music. Mm. House music generally is just kind of, like, repetitive, but, like, what we do, it's it's a lot of leads, it's a lot of uh, melodies, it's a lot of um, stuff that's a little less repetitive. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, w- I would probably use, like, melodic house as, like, a blanket term for all of it. I don't know all the genres. <laughs> right. That happened when we were talking about hip hop and he's talking about boom bap and something else that yeah. I looked up since we talked. I was like, I don't have that depth of knowledge. About me neither. That I'm just like, you tell me what it is. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. So what you guys have, what, four singles right now? Is that five now? Okay. Uh, yeah. On Friday, we dropped our newest single, First Night on Earth. And so then, like, how does that work with the show? Like, you've got a show coming up. Yes. And so is it like... Five, six song set. Do you do other covers for your set? Like, do you try to fill out a set with, you Um, know? We'll have, I think, 10 songs. 10 originals. Yeah. Yeah. By the time the show comes, uh, our EP will be released. Mm Mm-hmm. And we'll have, yeah, like 10, 10 About 10 songs. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you'll yeah. have a full EP by the time the show is. Uh-huh. Yep. It releases on the 28th. I can't see what's next. I can't see. 
it just kind of um, happened. Yeah, so like Earthworm booked the show, and um, for the 29th at Kamikaze's, uh, everybody should come to that. <laughs> but um, when we were just like filling out who was going to play, uh, I was like, oh, cool, like Suda should do a set. Um, Earthworm's going to do a DJ set. Uh, then we have Marnie from Cop Kid uh, doing a DJ set as well. So when we got our masters back for the EP, we we're like, when should we release this? Let's do it as soon as possible. But there's obviously like a time frame in which you have to like upload it to drop it. And we were just thinking like, why don't we just drop yeah. it the day before the show? So yeah. it's like, you know, we can uh, push the show, push the EP like simultaneously. Yeah. yeah. Good yeah. idea. Sounds like you planned it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it sounds like we kind of just worked out. <laughs> so it is Friday the 29th. Yep. It's uh, Saturday the 29th. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Saturday the 29th. Saturday the 29th. Yep. yep. And then you guys will do your full 10 and you'll have your EP. I mean, do you sell physical EPs anymore? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. no. You like burning so. CDs in your... <laughs> no. So, I mean, I kind of got a funny story about this. So, Earthworm and I dropped Always the Sun in 2020. And that was the last project that we did hard copies for. And the only reason we did hard copies is because I wanted one hard copy. Because our very first album that we dropped, like, we printed a thousand CDs. And then we had an album release party. And we sold, like, probably 80% of them and made a good chunk of change. And then the next album release that we had for Flowers, um, we also printed a thousand CDs. And we sold maybe 50. (laughs) And because at that point, it's like, streaming became super popular. Like, Spotify wasn't popular when our first album came out. Uh So, um, yeah, at that point, like, streaming became super popular. Nobody was buying CDs. So we both were just like, okay, we should probably not print CDs anymore. Then the next album came out. We're like, we should probably print a couple CDs. (laughs) So we printed, like, 250 CDs. We're like, okay, we can find 250 people to buy CDs. We sold like maybe 10, <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> but I mean, a lot of people like saved on Spotify and like added a playlist and stuff. So like, I mean, it's good for us, like, you know, from like a digital perspective, like online, but, um, it got to a point where we're just done with CDs. We started doing things a little bit more like, I, oh my God, it's turning into like an earthworm thing. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry Cody. Um, but, uh, we wanted to do like unique ideas for how to like give music to people. So like our last album release, um, we did, a. Uh, we made Game Boy cartridges. Like we found fake or like empty like Game Boy car- like Game Boy Color cartridges, and like we put USB drives in them, and like loaded the album on there with that's uh, cool. like unreleased music as well. Really, like bonus tracks. Yeah, and like that's what we were selling uh, at the show. That's and, awesome. Like, a cool that's commodity. A great idea. Yeah, a cool mm-hmm. commodity like that, or like cassettes are popping now too. So yeah, in terms of Suda, uh, <laughs> I don't think we'll be doing hard copies. I don't know unless you want to. Like I, I don't mean, think the, it would. The Makes CD, sense. The CD store that we went to shut down. Yeah. It's <laughs> right. not like you can put dance music on a vinyl either. So I would just have to remaster, or Nate would have to remaster the entire thing though. Yeah. For vinyl, which huh. is a whole other thing. What made you decide to do um, the cover? Oh, Enjoy the Silence. Was there something about that song that you guys decided that was the right one to cover? Um, I think we like wanted to just do a cover just because we wanted to make it our own way and like, you know, when you do a cover, obviously it appeals to the people that already originally love that song anyways, and like see a different perspective on it. Um, so it kind of just so happened that we were listening to a lot of eighties music at that time. And we were just like, this would work perfectly for a cover. So why not do this one? So, yeah. It's the same vibe that we're going for too. It's like, it's dance music from the eighties, but it's like, it's sad. Uh It's weird. Yeah. You know, it's dark. Yeah. 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 So like, I just, 
I feel like it just fit our vibe yeah. so well. Yeah, definitely. I got this thing where I hate 80s music, but I love almost all covers of 80s music. <laughs> mm. And so, yeah, yours, it's got like that, that heavy bass line and stuff. Did it start mm-hmm. with some samples of that or was it just, did you guys use samples? No. Uh, no. I don't no. think we did. No, like it was all 100% Cody on guitar. That's what I was wondering, because I heard the guitar. I like the guitar. The guitar riff's also good. That distortion. And did you play the bass, or is that like a... Bass is all electronic. Yeah, yeah. synth bass. And so when it's synth bass, do you play it? Yeah, I program it. Yeah. Yeah. Like like you're playing a MIDI keyboard or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not... Like, I mean, drum samples, obviously. But, Mm -hmm. like, uh, just, like, one shot, like, drum samples, kick, snare, Mm hi-hat. Yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, all the instrumentations, it's mostly guitar. There's a lot of, like, really weird dark elements in the background of that song that uh-huh. aren't very noticeable but they'd be noticeable if they weren't in the song just like weird creepy airy pads and like mm-hmm. weird synths that are like reversed and all this weird shit just so there's weird producer shit that nobody will hear but me uh-huh. so it's like um it's very it's a very simple song in terms of structure but then do you get into some of that cody like the synthy stuff are you doing some of that um, yeah, in some places, but I don't know. It's always interesting to like see his process and then I'll usually just kind of jump in and be like, Hey, what if we do it like this way a little bit Yeah. or like, you know, vice versa and then kind of collaborate in that way. I mean, cause he <laughs> hears shit that I don't hear. Yeah. And yeah. like, likewise, like yeah. I hear shit that he doesn't hear. How's that going to work live? Like you're, you're going to be playing some instruments while you're doing the singing mm-hmm. and is it mostly guitar? You'll, you'll just have a guitar and, um, it's actually mostly going to be the drum pad. Um, so I have like an Elise's strike multi-pad, um, that we basically put in our own samples of like portions of our song for me to trigger. That's primarily what I'll be doing. And then also in enjoy the silence, I'll be playing guitar as well. So like you'll have a certain loop that's in your song. You just hit one pad one time and it plays that loop at the right moment. Yeah. They have, um, different triggers. Um, some are loops, some are like one shots, so then there's like some snare in there. There's some like key sounds in there. There's some like different background sounds. Like it just kind of varies. Huh. And then like he'll also be playing um, his setup as well with finger pads. So we'll have like kind of more of a dynamic set than usual DJs yeah. typically do. It's it's almost like a DJ set, but it's also kind of like a concert. And so yeah. you're like kind of walking a fine line there. Yeah, it's more of like a performance set the way we'll have it um, for our show at Kamikazes because yeah. it's basically full mic. Um, I'll have my guitar with an amp. I'll have the drum pad. He'll have his full DJ rig. And then he'll also have his like pad set up as well. And like, it'll be cool. And are there like uh, vocal filters or, you know, effects? Um, I do have a vocal processor that's for like portions of different songs like they will have like heavy effects but primarily it's just going to be like traditional reverb and stuff um for like enjoy the silence there'll be like a certain effect for that one and then for first night on earth that one will have a different effect as well just because the vocals are so different than the rest of our songs and have you guys thought about like i don't know where are you going to play sets is it you're, you're going to look for dance clubs or you know concert venues how do you that is a how do you walk very, that line <laughs> very good question <laughs> um, yeah so so we have a performance set like cody said that's a lot more like pad heavy it's a lot more um technical in the sense that we're like playing a lot of the sounds that you're hearing uh, but we're also going to be doing dj sets as well like i said earlier like suda parentheses dj set 
our, our plan is to, yes, do performance sets like where it's applicable. So a place like this show where it's lends very much more to kind of like artistry. But if we play a sh- like a club in Salt Lake or something like that, mm-hmm. that would be like a DJ set. So, yeah, we have thought about that. Uh, Ogden is kind of like there's not a big scene for electronic music here in, in terms of dance music specifically. Uh-huh. Um, electronic like pop music for sure. But like dance music, house, techno. Uh, yeah, there's not much of a scene for it in Ogden besides maybe like alleged, but we would have to go to Salt Lake. Yeah, because there's not a, like any dance clubs in Ogden anymore, is there? Yeah. Um, alleged has started this new series that I think starts next month, um, yeah. which is like they're going to have electronic music on the rooftop. Oh, I, I did see that. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So it's growing for sure, but it's still like very in small. Infancy, yeah. For sure. Yeah. So you can kind of do a dual DJ show yeah. and mm-hmm. do three hours and throw your songs in there, but sort of. Yeah, 100%. exactly. Where does the name come from? <laughs> uh, so we both came up with it. It was, um, it's really similar to my explanation for Cleesh, where it's like, we just wanted like a cool random word that didn't exist on like Spotify. Like so that's the first place you check. It's like, okay, does somebody have this artist name? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it's something that just like rolls off the tongue. Something that's as, as few syllables as possible. Uh huh. You know, something that's just like short and sweet and different. And that's, that's where it came from. I had that same conversation with hat robot. It's like, it's a good philosophy. Just need something lo- different. Except for I was looking at it and then I, th- I decided that there must be like a Utah correlation, the Suta Utah, hundred percent accident. No, no. Yeah, 100% no. An accident. I know this is going to become <laughs> one of those accident. things where no. people say clash and you got to correct them. Yeah. It's like it's cliche. Um, I guess that's the price you pay. Honestly, a like name. it used to irk me when people would be like, "Oh, what's up, clash?" Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just like, "Dude, I whatever. Call me whatever you want." Yeah. Okay. I I don't introduce myself as cliche. Like if I'm like if I'm networking with other people that are like DJs or like rappers or whatever, like I'm always just like, "Hi, I'm Brandon," or I'm like Will, like what is what my friends call me. Uh, yeah. I, like, I rarely introduce myself as cliche. No. Yeah, you kind of can't. But to mm-hmm. me, you're fucking cliche, man. I love it, dude. <laughs> like I said, call me whatever you want. <laughs> but so it's Suda. Yep, Suda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Rolls off the tongue. Going back to the songwriting, like, are there certain, I don't know, themes that you hit on or like, it's to me, it feels like when you're writing certain genres, then there's like maybe certain things you feel like you're supposed to talk about or whatever. So like, do you put mm-hmm. much thought into that kind of stuff? Yeah, I think actually all of them are pretty much based off of my emotional state at times Mm -hmm. um, for different reasons. It could be like personal relationships. It could be going down a wormhole of being on acid. I don't know. It just kind of depends. So like it's definitely like I have a hard time writing happy songs. That's never been something I've been good at because like feeling like happy while you're singing a song when you actually don't feel happy is like a very weird thing to me. Uh But like when you sing a sad song, it's like you can relate to that even if you're happy just like pull out that personal message while you're actually like playing that. So yeah, a lot of the songs are based off of like things that have happened in my life. And have you guys been able to perform them live at all? Have you tried it? Like have you in front of people? Um, yeah, I mean we did like a DJ set at a house show recently, but uh, yeah, we've done other stuff. Like, I mean like we uh, obviously like when we like practice our show, like we had somebody film us like practicing like our live set. So like we, we've been at it like nonstop. Yeah. Cause it is more like that. Like, you do almost have to practice like a band just because mm-hmm. you've got to be on time with each other, right? It's different yeah. than yep. if you're ever just doing it by yourself. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, you can, like, DJ practice for hours, and it's just, like, it'll always be different. So you're just kind of, like, freestyling songs, like, just picking random shit that sounds good together. But for the performance stuff, it is, it, it is like, it's it's band practice. Yeah. yeah. The hip-hop stuff, yeah, for sure. It's, it, it's a lot more like press play. 
in, yeah. like, in James raps, but uh, mm. obviously like I scratch on pretty much all of our songs now. Um, so there's like that technical element to it. Yeah. Um, this suit of stuff though, it's like way different yeah. than, the, than a hip hop show. Cause yeah, I mean, you don't really have to do that. Right. I mean, you could I mean, sort of, yeah, exactly. I don't have yeah. to, or yeah. We, yeah, neither of us have to like, yeah, realistically all we need to do is like play an instrumental and Cody sing and that's it. And yeah. like, that would be considered a live set. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We've just been having way too much fun with, mm-hmm. you know, trying to figure out different sounds to play or like, ways to dissect our songs oh yeah to like play them live yeah Yeah. i mean do they change like that do they sort of evolve a little bit oh yeah definitely like we've added some cool elements to a lot of our songs that even haven't been released yet like we're just adding different things that we think would be fun like at a concert because we want people to be dancing we want people to also like enjoy our music in that way like live sets being different than recorded things are always i think a very important thing because yeah, yeah. you want to make people go to your shows. I want. It's almost what's kept me away from electronic music in the past. Is like I need a certain like performative element, and so yeah, exactly. I, yeah, it's gonna be a lot more fun to watch. Out there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we can suggest so many artists for you. If yeah, you want more of a performative element. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you. Like the like you know DJs that are producers generally are just yeah they're just playing DJ sets, mm-hmm. but there are certain groups or artists that do have a very like performative type live show. Do you get to do any scratching in this stuff? No. There's no room for it. <laughs> no, not really. It's, uh, it's, not, it's not the type of genre for it. What about, Cody, how long were you writing songs before you got with uh, Brandon? Um, since I was 14, so I can't math. I'm 31. What's that math? Six, Seven. 16 years? There we go. <laughs> yeah. I think. I don't I was, know. I was waiting for you to do it. Well, and that was all just like you and an acoustic guitar? and Yeah. It was basically me being a teenager that had no friends trying to impress girls and yeah. serenade them. So I would start writing songs and play guitar. Classic as any story. musician does. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so was it like pop punk or was it like um, emo? Um, yeah, fairly. I had a very deep emo phase that has not faded. It was kind of like City in Color, if you've ever heard of Dallas Green is the lead singer of City and Color, but he was also the backup singer for Alexis on Fire. And like he just created like this whole acoustic set that's just like him and a guitar and it's incredible. Huh. And like he's primarily who I pulled a lot of my influences from. Um so a lot of things are just like very sad and melancholic and mm. yeah. So you feel like that. that does still influence what you're doing now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of my like songwriting will come from like City and Color and just bands like that that are just like super stripped down and you know raw with emotions with the lyrics and like how they're actually singing it and stuff so do you feel like you had to change your vocal style for this style of music um a little bit um i definitely had to sing a lot quicker (laughs) which was something i had to get used to you know like actually staying on time with a bpm as opposed to when you do singer songwriter stuff you just have a guitar and you can make your own time Mm. for the song yeah um so that was a big difference and like also i've never like recorded on a microphone before so like getting used to all of that as well and like click times and like everything but um Mm. it was a fairly easy transition after a period of time Mm. And do you do like the, I don't know, the post-production, like, do you do all the producing? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I do a majority of the production. I mean, between like me and Cody, like we both like produce the track, but like Mm. for the most part, I I do produce most of it. Recording included, uh, mixing the song. 
we have. You record at your house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we just record at my studio in my basement. You already had the stuff to do, like the the guitar inputs and stuff? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I just record it all through, like, my sound card. But past that, we have been sending our tracks out to actually get mastered by somebody that knows electronic music mastering a lot more than I do. Because, like, I can master hip-hop. It's a little bit more simple. But mastering electronic music is a whole other world. Yeah. Yeah, Mm because there is just so much, like, so many different sounds and so many different... Like effects on the sounds, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, I'm like a hip hop track. It's, you know, it's vocals, it's drums, bass, lead. And like, that's it. Generally, it's like three tracks because a lot of it is like sampled. But like, you know, our music, like dance music in general, it's, you know, 50, 60 tracks of like different sounds. You have like three different kicks and you have five different snares and like 10 different like other drum elements. And you have like 10 different, you know, leads. You have three different bass sounds. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's so much more complex. To a point where I, I admit it's just it's beyond me in terms of like mastering and like making it sound yeah super good. Like I've tried like the first few songs that we did release, I did master. So like I'm not terrible at it, but there are people that do it professionally. So I'm just like let's let's <laughs> yeah. let them do it. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, and I just heard about that subscription service. You guys do something like that? It's like a monthly fee for oh for, for mastering. mastering. No, we um you we, got we, somebody local. Is it? It's that yeah. um yeah same one as Johnny Baseball. No, no, no. Oh, no. So, yeah, Johnny Baseball goes through Nick, and I do not remember his last name, uh, from Gar- uh, Grotto Studios in Salt Lake. Uh, we go yeah, through Grotto. Nate Pfeiffer. He's based out of Utah County. Oh, okay. He's mm-hmm. uh, uh, a big name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a big name in electronic music. He most yes. famously works with KX5, which is Cascade and Dead Mouse. I see. Um, production mm-hmm. as well as, like, engineering for them. Uh, but he has a couple other music projects as well. So, what, yeah. do you know him? Like, how do you get in touch with that guy? Uh, we met him through like cop kid actually. So, um, we've been friends with them for a while. And then as we started to like put out music, they were just like, Hey, you really need to hit up Nate because he'd be amazing to help your guys' music as well. Mm -hmm. So then we just hit him up on social media and then he was willing to work with us too. So that's cool. Yeah. It was really cool. He's incredible. Yeah, so yeah. he he makes and mastered that Saturday, mm-hmm. uh, which is the single before First on Earth, and then the EP he mastered uh, four of the tracks. That Saturday, I think that Saturday is my favorite one. Thanks, man. It's pretty yeah, good. It's, yeah, it makes me want to dance. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Come to the show, dude. Good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited for the show. I don't think I have a babysitter. Bring the kids. <sighs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm curious about that though. I heard that Kamikaze's like, um, do they have to end shows early now? Uh, I don't think so. I'd heard because that apartment building was there that they they were like cracking down. Oh, I I have no idea. Tommy hasn't told us anything about that. All right, well, never yeah. heard about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, Earthworm and I played a show at Kamikaze's mm. in the fall, and um, we weren't told anything. Let's see. Did we get all the details of the show? Saturday the twenty ninth. Yeah. Kamikaze's. Yeah. You want to do it? Or you want to do it? You do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> April 29th, Kamikaze's. <laughs> um, uh, it will be music will start at 9 p.m. Uh, $10 cover, uh, 21 plus. Suda headlining, Earthworm DJ set, and DJ Superstar of the supergroup Cop Kid will be there, aka Marty Proudfit. Also, we have an EP coming out on Friday. So <laughs> oh, yeah. That. Listen to it. Like, you just want him to listen on Spotify, right? You just want as many yeah. listens on yeah. Spotify as possible, right? Yeah. yeah. Anywhere oh, yeah. you consume music, but anyway. Yeah. Spotify. It'll be on Apple Music, it'll be on YouTube, Amazon Prime. Like all this stuff, which is really nice. Yeah. Best thing you can do to help an artist is to pre-save it. Mm. So, oh, really? Yeah. By the time this airs, um, you can just go to the bio in the Suda Instagram account. It's just Suda Music and uh, pre-save it. And it's just, it helps like algorithmically with Spotify. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Pre-saves is like a, it's like a super save. 
Yeah. I saw you guys pushing that. I'd never done it before, so I couldn't. I didn't immediately see how to do it on Spotify, so I didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But all right, I'll find it. Yeah. Pre-save it. Add it to all your playlists too. You know. Listen mm-hmm. to it when you're sad. And listen to it when you're happy. <laughs> oh yeah. Dance Some to of it. it's super happy. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, the the whole EP is just like. Yeah, don't get us wrong. Like our music is just not like a depressive episode. Yeah, right. I mean, it's, it's definitely melancholic in a lot of elements, but it is a dance project and it yeah. is designed to make you move. So, yeah, 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 right. Yeah, exactly. All right, thanks, gentlemen. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate it. Shout yeah. out one organ. Shout out. Our fun drive has come to an end, and holy shit, thank you to everyone who donated. We raised $300 in cash donations, a whole bunch more in gift cards, and a ton of soda, snacks, cleaning supplies, paper goods, and more. Photos of the hall will be available on the Love Ogden page, and we can't thank our partners enough. Thank you to Grounds on 25th for being a pillar of the community. Thank you, Foley's Gym, for making workouts fun. Thank you, Salon Satori, for promoting beauty inside and out. Thank you, Brookie Bakes, for those hand pies that I'm addicted to. Thank you, Bellamy Boutique, for the incredible local jewelry and clothing that my wife loves. And thank you, Utah Dance Academy, for being a place that teaches love of community and love of dance. And thanks to all of you for being our partners in positive change.